You're listening to the Formation Church Podcast. Formation exists to be a safe place for hurting people to find healing relationship with Jesus. For more information about the ministry of Formation in Salt Lake City, Utah, visit our website at formationslc.com. does not cause problems for us. Uh, are many, anybody, many modern family watchers in here? Okay, so when you're talking about Tammy and the comment about CB, all I think about is a wedge salad. For those who know that uh, Dad Dunphy, what is his first name? That's Phil has a wedge salad and like it changes his life and Claire gets out of sorts because she has tried to tell him for years, like you would love a wedge salad, just eat a wedge salad, but then Gloria introduces a wedge salad and, you know, his love for Gloria. So, anyway. So, I, okay. <laughs> Whew, I feel like that's, <laughs> do I want that? Do I not want that? I don't know. I am not, anyway. Well, that was one way to transition. I am happy to be with you all this morning. Um, as we have already mentioned and recalled, we are spending some time as a community uh, focusing our attention on what we believe is the single most important spiritual practice in the Christian life. We've invited Jesus to teach us how to pray. As we've seen, uh, God has provided prayer as our way to pursue genuine relationship with him, our perfect father. Prayer is about entering into a lifelong relationship with him, leading us deeper and deeper into relationship. But for most of us, myself included, prayer is hard. And we need, like most things, to be taught how to pray. So thankfully, Jesus does this for us in Matthew 6. And we are continuing to go through and sit with the very prayer that Jesus used to teach his disciples how to pray. This prayer encompasses the full scope of human experience through these six petitions or requests. And so uh, before we go any further, why don't we turn our attention to the screens and we will open our time in scripture today by praying this prayer together. So join me. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. All right. So this morning, we're going to be sitting with the end of verse 10, which is, give us today our daily bread. Jesus is, is inviting us to pray that God would provide our daily needs. This feels almost trite, right? Almost kind of like a too simple, uh, well-duh moment as we progress through the Lord's Prayer, especially coming after what have been a couple weeks as we've learned some things that are deeper and, I don't know, what we might feel as more spiritually heavy, it seems like, well, yeah. Uh, daily needs. But the reality is, if we take a little bit of extra time to sit and reflect on these words, uh, there's, we'll find some very deep significance in them. So remember, each week we are answering three questions as we come to this text. And so those are, what does this say about God? What does this say about us? And then finally, how can we pray this more faithfully? So let's begin with the first one, and that is, what does this say about God? Well, this simple request teaches us that God is our provider. This aspect of God's character is laced all throughout Scripture. And so even as Pastor Ryan uh, introduced earlier today, one of those spots is in Philippians 
and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. They all said amen. 2 Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Genesis 22 tells about God commanding Abraham to take his son Isaac to be sacrificed as a burnt offering. This example in particular of an incredibly faithful Abraham to even listen to God in this and then seeing his obedience and faithfulness prove authentic and God providing a ram in place of Isaac, the whole of that story, quite frankly, it makes me uncomfortable and really overwhelmed by God as provider. If I'm totally honest with you, a similar discomfort rises in me when I pray and read, give me today my daily bread. I feel this juxtaposition of both freedom and fear. God is asking me to pray for today. Not tomorrow, not next month, not next year, just today. That's, of course, very freeing, as I find that to be far less overwhelming than having to worry about the future or pray for things in the future. Uh, But it's also really scary. I'm a planner by nature, but even if you are not, we all know that there is such wisdom in thinking through and thinking about the long haul. So it's not uncommon for me to wonder, okay, but what about these next days and this next year? And I know I'm not alone. Whether we realize it or not, we all experience this tension in some way with regular frequency. For example, with my boys, we are incredibly fortunate to have very generally healthy kids. And so it's quite a big deal that come the fall and flu season begins to, you know, approach us. All of our boys know that we get a flu shot in the fall. In our house, we call them pokies. I promise we use real language for other things and medical-related things, but there was just something when Asher was young about talking about taking him to get a shot that felt not right in a myriad of ways. It also felt scary, and especially when we want to have positive, you know, positive vibes about the doctor, uh, we landed with pokey. So we get pokies in the fall. And again, because for our kids, thankfully, a doctor's experience is normally not negative and not scary, it's very positive, Um, we go with this for them. But for our middle boy, Finn, in particular, this impending pokey this fall gets him very scared and gets him very anxious. And even just this last week was he asking about what month it was uh, and what season it was because he was worried about this pokey that he knows is coming in the fall. And so it was obvious that he was seeking some reassurance that it's not today and it's not anytime soon, but it's a while off, so he doesn't need to worry about it. It's cute and it's funny, but like Finn, let's think about how often we all worry about the future. We're often so preoccupied with the future that we're not even present to all that we actually need today. We were on vacation this past week in Disney World, which is a bubble and a wonderful place, and I found myself, I know, not fully enjoying each of the days because I was already sad about the trip coming to an end. Like, I was so focused on the future and not having it be at Disney World that I was missing out on some of the things in the present. So it goes both ways, you know, scared and not scared. But it's into this that Jesus invites us to pray, give us today our daily bread. That simple request reminds us that God is sovereign and clear about his love 
for us expressed through his attentive, specific care for each one of us. We should invite, uh, we should view him as provider in every aspect of that word, especially when provision seems so out of sight. Now the next question we're looking at is what does this say about us? Again, this may seem obvious, but we're reminded that we are dependent on God. Try as I might, the reality is I am in need of more than I can do on my own. It's very hard for me to even say those words because the reality for me is that I tend to pride myself on the ability to provide for and take care of not only myself, but my husband, my kids, others. The list goes on without a single need for anyone else or anything else. And I'm sure there are others in the room who can relate to this or in the least, surely you know someone who is like this. And let's be honest, they're obnoxious. Their inability to ask for or accept help or involvement from someone else makes them wildly difficult to do much life with. Now I'm allowed to say that because I know full well that I can be one of these people, uh, but inevitably, much to other people's thankfulness, we are knocked off our high horse and we are reminded and brought back to the rea reality that we cannot, in fact, do it on our own and we are, in fact, quite dependent on God for a myriad of things. So this naturally brings us to the final question where we will sit with most today. I know God is provider and I know that I am needy. So how can we actually pray this more faithfully? To answer that, we really need to understand our daily needs. So what exactly are my daily needs? Jesus gives us some categories and so we're gonna put some language to that today. The first category is physical, which is probably what our default is when we think about this prayer. This includes right away what you might think of, food, clothing, a safe place to live, sustenance and stuff to give our bodies what we need, the energy we need to function. This also speaks to our physical ability to do the work required of us to take care of ourselves, to provide for us and our families financially and otherwise. But it's not always as black and white as we might think. I know there are some here today that face the daily need of survival from s with something chronic. My sister was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease in college after many years of, of struggling, as those of you who have been in similar situations, uh, situations know. Uh, I will never forget the day that she called me not too long after a final diagnosis and she had been given some treatments and some medication and I answered the phone and the excitement in her voice was intoxicating as she said, Kenzie, I could stand up to brush my teeth today. It sounds silly and trite, but again, for those of you that struggle with chronic things, you know that that could be a very exciting thing. The reality of a, a chronic condition impeding our ability is more common than any of us would like. And while we absolutely serve a God of miracles who in his power can take away even the worst of conditions in the blink of an eye, we also serve a God of our daily needs. And he is just as able to provide the endurance that we need to make it through one more day, to stand to brush our teeth. We may and should ask for complete and total healing of a physical condition that is unwanted, but God will provide and does provide endurance for the day, strength and energy to persist where we're at. So we all have physical needs every day. Secondly, we also have emotional needs. Uh, too clearly has this idea of being emotional kind of become ta a taboo trait in our culture. 
someone who is emotional is apparently never in control of their emotions. Like it's all bad or all good when it comes to the emotions that we experience and display on the regular. But what Jesus wants us to be praying for on a daily basis isn't to get some sort of control of our emotions, but rather that we would have wisdom and awareness with our emotions. That we would respond rather than react when someone or something strikes us. For me, this is, tends to be an hourly request in my life, as with my three boys and their varying needs, wants, desires, all throughout the day, it can be quite the challenge to respond to them with thought and intention versus becoming increasingly cranky as the day goes on when I react out of annoyance and exhaustion. I think we all can agree that choosing a response is preferred, or at least healthier, than reacting involuntarily. Let this point serve as a reminder that ours is a God of provision in emotion, just like he is in every other facet of our lives. Third category we see is spiritual. Now, often we confuse emotion with spirituality. We think that maybe because someone is prompted to cry during worship that they are somehow more deeply spiritual than others or less control of their emotions. Or someone who's able to sit bedside of a patient in their last days without shedding a tear are somehow spiritually dead inside or in more control of their emotions. Some of us may show or reflect more obviously, but the reality is we are called to embody spirituality in the form of the fruits of the Spirit. Paul outlines these in Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I won't ask you to raise your hands, but let's be honest and examine ourselves. We can all stand to work on nearly every one of those in that list. Uh, some seasons of our life might require more kindness or more faithfulness. I'd argue our culture right now begs us of more peace, and patience, self-control. Any one of us who has to interact with anyone else at any point during the day requires the work of these fruits. And so it is good and right and necessary that we would seek the help of God to display these, these fruits each day. Fourth, we have relational needs. I will spare you the experience of my attempt to sing, but think for a moment about the song, You've Got a Friend in Me. This song is by Randy Newman, but most and most famously, the series theme song for the Toy Story movie franchise. It's not too long, nor too complex, but these verses can really resonate with our inner relational longings. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, just remember what your old pal said, you've got a friend in me. You've got troubles, and I've got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. We stick together and we see it through, because you've got a friend in me. See, it makes you feel good just thinking about it, and you're welcome for now getting that stuck in your head for the rest of the day. <laughs> a good way to get rid of that is to sing the It's a Small World theme song, so <laughs> just pick your poison. We all want this friend, and we all want to be this friend to others, and so it takes daily dependence. We should, in fact, pray for humility, for courage, for healing of past wounds and perseverance so that we can both be this friend and have this friend. The last category is intellectual. Simply put, this is wisdom. Now, the word wisdom is often misused or misunderstood, but wisdom is the ability to use your knowledge and experience 
to make good decisions and judgment. As we go about our days, encountering a number of people, places, and experiences, we need God to provide wisdom to have success and positive interaction. So to summarize all this, here's the big idea. We are dependent on God for daily needs. We've just seen this list of five categories exemplifying our daily need for God, and none of them are surprising or unreachable. I doubt I caught any of you off guard. So here's the kicker. Let me ask, why don't we pray for these things? Why aren't we praying like this? Well, the answer is that we don't actively function as dependent on God. We function as if we're in control. Let me be clear, at no point have I said that these needs are things that are above and beyond what we can already do. Ours is not a God of the leftovers and coming in to sweep up the mess that we can't seem to clean up. He's the provider from the beginning. So it's not about our control. I'll be the very first to admit that it is incredibly scary to acknowledge my own depth of dependence with which I was created. And I was created for this dependence. I didn't screw up and become incapable of taking care of myself or others. I was created to depend on the God of provision. Often this fear drives us to simply not pray like this. So then what? James 4.2 is very clear. You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. What if we aren't experiencing healing in one of these areas simply because we're not asking? Maybe our day at work would feel less constricting if our day started with a prayer on the way in for patience and understanding. Maybe our kids aren't actually on our last nerve, but rather we need to ask God to go before us to soften our hearts toward their request for yet another snack. Maybe we would feel less lonely if we just asked God for the courage to step into new friendships. Each day and each need It's going to look different for each one of us. No two days will be the same, and our level of each need in these categories will vary. And so I do encourage you this week to take a few minutes each day to pray through these five categories. Sit and notice what comes up for you. It's important to pay attention to that because most likely and most often that's exactly where God wants to sit with you. We are dependent on God for our daily needs. And so let's pray and ask him to help us trust him to provide. Father, you are far bigger than we can comprehend. You provide in a more deep and magnificent way than we can comprehend. And so today, Lord, though this verse may be simple, you ask us to sit with the simple and the depth of our need on a daily basis. God, I pray for us that we each would look deep, that we would look at these different areas of our lives that maybe we feel out of control when we desire control, that maybe we feel we are lacking or we know there could be more. And I pray that we would wrestle with that, that we would take those to you so that we can see your great provision for us. I know I'm not the only one that I I know there are things I simply don't have because I just haven't asked. 
I pray for all of us the courage to ask. Be at work in each one of us today, Lord.